So Trent, what have um, what have you been eating? No, Parth, I wanted you to go first. Let me let me ask. So Parth, go. what? It... Oh, Wait, damn it. go! God fucking damn it! We'll leave this in the edit. Shh. Go. Shh. <laughs> so Parth, what have you been eating? <laughs> Tell the world. Um. I had, you know, like Ferrer Rocher or whatever. I love those. Chocolate. Same. Yeah, so I just, I just had, I had a few decadent. of those. A few, three. Yeah, like, like four, well, five, th- six, three, seven. Three. Well, a th- a few by definition is three or four, and three comes in a pack, so four would be weird. No, like some. So, a uh, family friend sent as a like New Year slash Christmas gift. They sent like a whole box. How many do you think there are total? 30 wow yeah so what percentage of that pie are you taking is it are all the marates getting approximately like eight or nine or are they divided well, up equally? i don't think my mom i don't think my mom has any but all right, so, um so 10 each that's the average yeah yeah sure we'll put it that way so the men in the family they're going buck wild all over we often do the marate men were a wild clan how about you trent are you a wild man the last thing I ate was a grocery store cinnamon bone. So doesn't that answer your question? Uh, and Kate, what have you been eating? Um, I had a salad and a smoothie today. That's... What kind of salad? And what, what kind, kind of, of smoothie? smoothie? Oh, it was a make-your-own Caesar salad from a place in my town. And it was a sure. strawberry. Wow, really specific. I mean, like, do you want me to list all the ingredients that were in the salad? I'd like that. Yeah, no. Okay. Well, you said you made it yourself. Well, no, it, it was, was like customers. it was like a like you point at things and they put it in like the bowl Chipotle. for you. Yeah. Sure. Wait, wait. What? Oh, was it like an assembly line or was there like a screen? There's like a screen, like, and then there's just one person and they put everything into the bowl. Okay, so was the chicken Caesar salad or just like some lettuce and some Caesar dressing? No, I had. I had uh, romaine lettuce, carrots, jalapenos, onions, croutons, and Parmesan cheese. Cheese? All right, now now the smoothie. Oh, and the smoothie was strawberry and banana smoothie. Because that's the only Where smoothie. Where was that from? That was from the same, the place. same place. Yeah, it was from the same place. Very versatile. Uh, and what would you what would you rate the meal total? Um, I rate it like a seven. I get from them a lot, so it's good. Okay. Well, enough of that. Cue, uh, wow, what a lackluster. All right, fuck it, I guess. Thanks, Trent. Cue the intro. Fuck you, I guess. I don't know. Welcome back to Craft Services, where we talk about what 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 do we talk about, Trent? What do we talk about? The movies. Each week, we talk about a film, and hopefully, have a crew member of that film to talk with us about their work. Hopefully, give us some insight, some knowledge. Oh yeah. So last year, we had Angela Kwan to come talk with us about her Oliver dialogue editing, all that stuff, and uh, now we have a resident bill and ted expert a very a a very special guest Uh, a classmate a colleague a peer an associate a Uh, friend some may say some but uh who who is it who's here this would be our i think up to uh, up to date uh fifth 
female we would be having on the show. Go That's, us. Progress, yeah. pro- progressivism. Yeah. Halfway to double digits, baby. Mm-hmm. It's it's our it's our friend, friend of the show, uh, of the Marate family, the Algair family, um, the general human populace, Kate Rotunda. <clears throat> Give it up. That was, Welcome. That was a really long intro. That was one clap. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to live up That's to that, all I uh, get. that expectation. Kate, how do you feel about formally being a part of the craft services family? How do you feel about that? Welcome. I feel great. Parth has been promised me to be on this podcast since he started it. So, honestly. Yeah, it... it took, and I'm a man of my word. It took like nine months, Parth. Took a while. Nine months? I think he had a baby in that time, maybe, and was hiding it from me. Let's hope not! <laughs> so, we brought Kate on to the show because as we said she's a resident bill and ted expert we promised she likes ever... these movies yeah. she has posters of them on her wall is yeah. that right it is and i'm wearing a sweatshirt with their logo on it so trent do you want to know what the budget of this movie was and the uh-huh. box office uh-huh oh, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah tell me tell me yeah do, and i I've, I've heard trent you're a fan of knowledge love it it's the best do you want in addition to the budget and box office of this movie. Do you want to know the budget and box office of the preceding two films? Well, I was the one who put this document together. So, so Trent, but, I'm but... going to be telling you that information. Um, the first film, released in 1989, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, sure. was directed by Stephen Hareck, who directed The Mighty Ducks, some the live-action 101 Dalmatians film. He was a part of Monty Python, as I'm told. Uh, and the Holy Grail. He was the dir- director, so to speak. Wow. The budget of the film was $6.5 million, and it made $40.5 million. Yes. It's got a Rotten Tomato score of 81%. Well done. Continue. The second film, Bill and Ted's <laughs> Bogus Journey, came in 1991. Two years direct- later. Directed by Peter Hewitt, who directed... The acclaimed live-action Garfield. Yeah, he didn't direct A Tale of Two Kitties, though. Notable. Um, the, the sequel. I just gave Trent a wink. You you didn't see that, because this isn't a visual medium. Mm. But anyways, the budget for this film was $20 million. Uh, quite a bit more. And it made $38 million, which is... Uh, Less. Not good. No. And it only has a Rotten Tomato score of 57%. It's deeply upsetting. Mm. Yeah. Uh, so it's certified rotten. It's not was fresh. that Was it the one? Was Stinky. it the one that killed the franchise? Nope. Nope. There's because more. in 2020. It's a threequel, baby. Bill and Ted face the music. Directed by Dean Parasot, I believe is his name. Who directed the one. Galaxy Quest, I'm told. It had a budget <laughs> of $25 million and a box office of $38.1 million, although it was a certified hit on... Uh, video on demand because this was pandemic times yes. and an upped score of 82 percent on rotten tomatoes so isn't it uh quote bogus that face the music has the highest rotten tomato score out of all three am i wrong no we'll talk about it all right all right we'll, we'll get to it all right part do you want me to take it away go ahead trent so there's some research. It was released through Orion Pictures, which has a cool logo, um, and they went bankrupt in 1995. 
but they released some cool movies like Terminator and Robocop and Silence of the Lambs before that. But now they got bought by MGM, and uh, they're releasing movies through them, which is okay. Um, Wikipedia told me that they actually, that's the real San Dimas High School, let them film there for this installment, that the original release date was 8 uh, August 21st, 2020, and when you add those numbers together, it makes 69. Okay. Um... <sighs> I have some stuff about the original movie that I wanted to run by Kate later, but I'd say we we move on. Parth, read uh read some of the, read the one one of the one star reviews, please. One of the one star reviews, sure. This one's from Billy. <laughs> um, Billy last name. Billy, I'm I'm so sorry. Your parents hate you. <laughs> I think. Um, Imagine looking at a baby and just being like, "Yeah, Billy." <laughs> Billy. Um, so the subtitle for this is the good news is it's short, which is Uh, true. I love the first two Bill and Ted movies and I was excited for this one, but unfortunately it was terrible. (laughs) I would have bailed after 10 minutes had I not dropped $20. I figured I owed it to my, myself to watch it all the way through. Nice job, Billy. Not worth it. It wasn't funny. It wasn't interesting. It wasn't well-conceived, well-written, well-produced, horrible-acted. Sorry, dudes. I found that all the people who wrote reviews or who wrote negative reviews had at least been like longtime fans because anyone who watched this movie had gone through the work of watching the preceding two. So there were a lot of uh, Bill and Ted-esque language while bashing it, which was interesting. This next one is from William. And uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Is there any mocking of Jesus Christ in the film or any mention of Jesus Christ in Face the Music? Not to my knowledge. Kate, tell um, us. In Face the Music? Oh, there yeah, is, because... yeah. Because they All show... Right, t- tell us what happened. Um, at one point... There's not a mocking of him. At one point, so when everyone's being like taken out of their times and appearing other places, they show the Last Supper, and Jesus is taken out, and he's put on the stage where Kid Cudi was, I think. And okay, then perfect. they show him playing the instrument back in the Last Supper. Wait, so Jesus is playing an instrument? Which instrument? Like, remember, like, I don't remember what instrument it was, but at the end when, like, they give everyone instruments, he's playing one. Sure. Okay, so this review has to do with that. It's by William. <laughs> the The subtitle is Mocking of Jesus Christ. Um, the body is, I found the inclusion and betrayal, <laughs> betrayal of Jesus in the movie extremely distasteful and offensive, and I really would like a refund for the large amount of money that I spent on this movie. I don't expect my request to be honored, but just a warning to anyone who doesn't want to watch a movie that mocks Jesus. Parth, uh, a third gentleman named Brian, what did he have to say? He started by saying, lame! (laughs) Lame. Lame. Then what? Save your money and just watch the originals. This failed to... Oh, wow. They, They seem to not know... What a period is, so Wait, I'm just gonna it, it's it's off. It's one long run on <laughs> sentence, and many of the words are spelled incorrectly. But you okay. just gotta power through. I'm I'm gonna Lame. Save your money and just watch the originals. This failed to make me laugh. I did smirk a few times. That's almost a laugh, but not good <laughs> enough for twenty five bucks. It fails in the same way all the others so called passing the torch to the new generation does Terminator, Star Wars, Ghostbusters. I guess if you like those it might suit you, but I feel like if you were a kid that grew up on key originals, they just spit in your face a bit. Yeah, and there's not even a period at the end. 
There's not a comma in sight. Um, so the next noteworthy thing is uh, apparently there's talk of a f- of a fourth film. This isn't even the end. Kate, what's your uh, what's your take on that? Uh, I did not know about that, but if there is going to be a fourth film, I'm guessing it's going to be about the daughters. Correct assumption, Kate. Yeah. Uh, f- according to Wikipedia, the writers said, "Oh, we're open to doing another one." But it pretty much seems like Keanu and Alex are retired. But if the fans say they want a Bill and Ted kids movie, they'll get it. So, I mean, Kate, if you, if you storm the streets and you tell, you scream it from the rooftops, tell the people what you want and you'll get it. Can I tell them now? Yes. Maybe you can email them or whoever listens if you really want to saying r- rally the troops. Chris and Ed don't listen to this podcast. Is that what you're saying to me right now? Trent yeah, doesn't no, we... even know who Chris or Ed are. <laughs> okay. The writers. It's the writers. Con- context clues, Parth. Um, I would like that movie. I think it could be interesting. Well, now that we've gotten all of that underway, um. Yeah. This is normally where we would talk about our initial feelings, but um, since this is the third installment, I, I was thinking, why don't we start off by saying what our opinion of the first two films are first? I'm very scary. Right, l- 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 let Kate warm us up. Okay. And then, and then we can just like... That was strange wording, Trent. <laughs> and, and, then, and then we can just sprinkle in little comments here and there. I'm I'm really It's what she's here to do. Alright, take it away. Okay. I obviously you guys know this, but I love the first two Bill and Ted movies. Half of my room is decorated in Bill and Ted. Um many things I own are Bill and Ted related. Um my last two gifts from my best friend, who I became friends with based on Bill and Ted, are Bill and Ted related. But I love the movies. I think they're very fun. Um I understand some people's weird objective opinions about them but i think they're just like fun movies that i could watch on repeat daily and your your opinion on one versus two yeah um i personally like the second one better i am in a minority people i just think uh the introduction of death and station and just the evil robot us's and denomalous i just think it's a bet it's just a fun storyline and so much is happening and watching them play death and twister is just one of my favorite pastimes i could watch that scene on repeat yeah, on a loop. I, I, I agree. All of the board games. I yes. was like, mm, this is soothing. <laughs> on that train of thought, Trent, your thoughts. Um, the first one I enjoyed a lot. And then the third one, wait, oh, we're not even there yet. Well, the <laughs> second one I watched today for the first time, uh, just minutes ago. And, I think I liked it more than... Eh, no, I take it back. I like the first one more. Oh, no. What? I, it's not a bad it's thing. It's not I bad. Like You're the... just so close to agreeing with me. Oh, <laughs> yet so far. Um. Yeah, no, the, the first one is better. I think it's... I, I think time travel and, like, passing history class at its core is what Bill and Ted is about. And then after that, it, it, it deviates a little bit for me. It feels a little far away. But history... And uh, time travel, I'm here for it. Parth? Yeah, so, um, like Trent, I saw the second movie very recently um, for the first time. I really, really liked 
uh, or I, I'd, I'll say it. I love the first movie. It's, yeah. I, I think it's I think it's a really really fun time. It's um, I like the absolute lack of cynicism in it, um, mm. and I really really enjoyed the second movie. But I would say I think I probably like the first one more. But I respect the second one for doing something so completely different. Yeah, I'm glad they didn't do time travel again. It's yeah. good that they did like the phases of death now so Mm -hmm. so what i was gonna say is i'm glad they didn't just rehash the first film which is kind of what to get into the third film that's what that kind of does so different but um if if we want to just move on to the current picture um Yeah, yeah to the main course the meat potatoes i really loved the third movie, it was on my best, Your list. Best, best five of the of the year 2020. Um, and I love it for pretty much all of the same reasons I love the other two. Uh, I just read online that uh, the word dude slash dudes was said more than 100 times in the dialogue. Exactly. I'll face the music. But I don't know nice. which of the three would have the most dudes. The most well, the, doodleage. Well, the third is the shortest, which is the longest movie. I mean, I I think the first one might be because the I think the first one is like an hour forty minutes. Yeah, and then Bogus Journey is like ninety minutes, and then Face the Music, like with credits, it says it's one hundred thirty-three minutes, but credits start rolling at one hundred twenty. So. Wait no, uh, there's no way that it's a hundred. It's an hour a and a half. Movie. It's an hour and a half. It, no, I, I'm telling you guys. It's an hour and thirty three minutes. It's an You're hour incorrect. and thirty three minutes long. God, I'm looking at it right now. It's an hour and th- wait, are you talking about the third one? Yeah, I'm talking about the third one, and I. It's I, an and hour I've... and thirty three minutes long. Yes, but I. It says one hour thirty three minutes, not a hundred and thirty three minutes. <laughs> An hour and th- oh, so it's ninety-three minutes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. So I'm wrong about that. But did you think there were a hundred minutes in an hour, Trent? I-, I was just wrong. But what I am what I am right about is that I've scrubbed. I'm looking at the timeline of Face the Music right now, and I've scrubbed through, and at one hour and twenty twenty-two minutes. The, the end credits are to roll, and then it's 10 minutes of end credits. So to say that it's an, a 90-minute movie is blasphemy. I suppose. Um, anyways, but your, your, your feelings on the third film, Trent? Um, I... Okay, so let's frame it in this context. I watched the third one immediately after having watched the first one because we were prepping for the interview. And so... The first one I was very impressed by, and then without the, like, break of the second one, jumping right to the third one made it seem, like, so similar. So I wasn't very, I wasn't, like, that fond of it at the time, because I thought the better version is standing right next to it. Um, But I agree that there are some new elements. But when it becomes so focused on time travel again, um, and doesn't, introduce that much new stuff it just i i mean they're they're playing the greatest hits but uh, of the accumulated last two movies but i'm i'm there for it it was fun but 
the 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 two preceding are better and i'm not i'm not necessarily eager for more i've got it i'm happy satiated kate your thoughts spill them spill Um, the tea sis the the beans tip them over (laughs) sis pour me out okay can i talk now go okay so um i really liked this movie i agree that the first two are better but, um, yeah, there's a lot of, well, first of all, there's a lot of references to the second movie, so I can't imagine watching this movie without having seen the second one. Yeah. Um, Both Trent and I did that. Yeah, and there's a lot of, like, There's death. a lot of men- mention of death and a lot yeah. of time spent in the underworld. Yes, which just seems pointless if you haven't seen the second one. But um, I do agree that this is a lot of just, like, calling back to the first and second movie. But I think it's just because it took so long to come out that for, like, avid Bill and Ted fans, it's, like, fun to see the two, like, main characters become their roles again, but older. But for you guys, you kind of just watched it for the first time experiencing it all. So, like, I had, like, grown up watching these movies. So, like, a new one was, like, everything to me. So I think I appreciated some of the subtle things a little more. But I do agree that some of it is just kind of like, oh, look, we're back. So it wasn't the best. It's my least favorite, but I still very much enjoyed it. So I feel like this movie heavily leans on the introduction to the daughters. And what are your thoughts on them? Um, I loved them in the movies, actually. I was confused at first when they mentioned they had daughters because at the end of the second one, it's implied that they have sons. They never directly yeah. say it, but it's heavily implied. I was going to bring it's, this they up. They say Bill and Ted. Yeah, they say Little Bill and Little Ted, which they reference in the third movie saying, remember when you called them Little Bill and Little Ted? Which is kind yeah, of... Yeah, I, I feel like that was just kind of a cop-out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, but, but Because if they had two sons, they would be like, it would be exactly the same. Ma- making them girls, you were like, oh, they can be exactly the same, but it's funny because yes. they're girls. Also, it's not a movie about just four white men hanging out. That would be a problem, too. <laughs> But I like them. I thought they did a good job, like, being the same characters, but bringing their own spin to it. I also like Samara Weaving, who got this role through nepotism, fun fact. Wait, who's that? And what? Hugo Weaving's niece. Uh, Samara Weaving is, uh, she plays Tia in it. She's in Ready or Not. Um, and she's Hugo Weaving, who plays Agent something in The Matrix with Keanu Reeves, which is why she got this role. Wait, wait, which role does she play in this? Billy, Bill's daughter, the blonde one. Got it. Sure. So the actor that plays Billy, I think they are so freaking good at emulating Ted, but not, um, I don't know, I just thought they were so, so, like, well cast. I thought Samara Weaving was also good, um, but it, it felt a little bit more like I'm doing an impression than I am this character a little bit, but I thought she was a really fun presence as well. So, Kate, they uh, they gathered historical figures again. Did you have as much fun as the first time around? They were musicians. They were musicians. Because they were, you know, collecting members for the final jam, yes. as I'm sure you know. My favorite trope in these movies is that everyone they collect is just so chill with time traveling. Mm-hmm. And there's always one of them that's just like especially chill. Like in the first one, it's Billy the kid, is like especially fine with all of it. And then in this one, it's Kid Cuddy, just knows everything about everything. And also Mozart is like very into the time traveling as well. And I I think that's great that just after like after the initial shock, no one questions anything. 
So, Kate, were you uh, satisfied by the final song since you've been building up to this for, like, decades? Um, I was satisfied by it, but to be fair, I thought, and, like, they kind of mentioned this in the movie, I thought what happened at the end of the second movie saved everything. Because that's what they kind of lead with. They, like, leave the movie saying, kind of suggesting that that's what happened. Even though so they I, actually, yeah. I have I have some info on this. Yeah, I, some insider I re- info. Well, part they say your insider info. Well, it's not really insider, but yeah. Um, so both endings to the previous two Bill and Ted movies were um, reshot. Uh, the first one had had them um, giving a presentation in their like high school high, high school. A classroom and like all of the historical figures come and whatnot and um they it's were like oh more... this is awful this is a terrible ending mm. uh we need to have like a jam session like they need to like do like a whole thing on stage and so um they refilmed it and got that the second movie's ending it was a studio mandate that they fix they 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 save save the world with their song or whatever at the end yeah and so that's why it's done through newspaper Mm. things and and that stuff wasn't even written by um ed solomon or chris matheson um it was just done by some guy um so that's why they kind of retcon it with this movie like i'm Uh, fine with it it's like yeah i don't well it's not like these movies are even the biggest um you know continuity yeah uh, yeah like they don't they don't give a shit which is partly why i like it i kind of like that it's all for fun like well yeah it's nice to just be like oh for the next uh, for the next 90 minutes nothing's gonna matter yeah that's what that's what i like (laughs) is that you can't really judge these movies based off of normal movie criteria um like i what i think really everybody like attaches themselves to with this movie or with this series at least is um just how I and mean, i said it before uncynical everything is like everybody bill and ted are kind of like they don't like accomplish much they're kind of losers but they're like really nice to everybody they're not like outcasts really they're just sort of doing their own thing and we watch them do silly things and it doesn't really make sense but it's fun and like I, I, I think what I really like about this movie is that nobody involved needed to make it. Everybody involved is already successful doing other things, and they all came together to make this movie just because they all wanted to work together and make this movie. And so I like that its existence is just because... For fun. Why not? Purely. Yeah, it, it feels like everybody wanted to, and I think special, special, like... Uh, um, notice should be given to alex winter who carries this fucking movie yes everybody loves keanu but oh my god alex winter's like it's like he hasn't aged like it's perfect he jumped right back into the role what else i've only seen alex winter in lost boys what is he in anything else that's notable well actually so this is alex winter's first non-cameo role since his um 1995 movie freaked um, so he hasn't acted in years, but he is, was in Lost Boys. He's been acting since he was like a child, but he was in Lost Boys. And then he was in this movie called Freaked, which he also directed. 
And then he stopped acting and became a documentary director. Um, and he recently released two movies, which is Showbiz Kids and one about Frank Zappa, um, which is supposed to be really good. I have not seen either. I really need to watch it because Alex Winter is my favorite person. He's who I love in these movies. I feel like Keanu is the is the popular war cry, you know. But a, a lot is, of the comments but... <laughs> I was reading for the new, like for the most recent movie was that Keanu had lost his spark and that Alex Winter was carrying the team. Um, I don't know if I would ever say either of them lost their spark because they're so near and dear to my heart. But I will agree that Alex Winter definitely got way back into his role much better than I, Keanu Reeves. I. I think what it is is that Keanu had more of like a surfer dude bro kind of like persona in the 80s slash 90s. Yeah, if you listen to interviews like, during like, that Whoa. time, he sounds like and, that. And like he actually sounds spaced out. Like mm-hmm. he's like, he's high as fuck. But um, uh, it, he. I feel like he, weed is like never mentioned in Bill and Ted though. Like, no, it's, it's not. It's, it's suggested. Kinda, <laughs> yeah, but I, I read no, something that in. Uh, in the original script, which we'll get to later, but one of the things is they teach the cavemen how to make fires so they can light a joint. And I thought that was weird because I was like, I don't know. But I kind of <clears throat> like that they aren't stoners. Like I like they they have that persona, but they don't smoke weed, and I think that's great. They're just like that. And 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 like and so that's why I think like Keanu is a little bit like like he he's kind of now he's like cool guy and john wick Mm -hmm. and like i think he isn't he just isn't that guy anymore so he's kind of just there for shits and giggles i i I think the best reoccurring joke is within the dialogue and it's the fact that they're both considered very dumb characters but it's them saying like i i don't know like most bodacious it's just like the combination of like very like niche vocabulary um and like all the surrounding words i that's always funny to me it's their adjectives yes trent yes parth and kate whoever wants to answer first uh what 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 would you say your opinions on the direction of the film were if any um the direction of the film um i just think it's like a do you mean like like the actual directing of it yeah like like you know shots um, um, I think production design, technical elements. Well, this is a really technical film. It so. was very technical. Um, I think with this kind of movie, it's just it's got that like general look to it, where it's just like those movies that, like, obviously it means a lot to individual people, but movies that aren't trying to be super cinematic just kind of have broad lighting and shots and everything. It's like basic because the story and the characters do all of the work. Um, so I thought the special effects were, I thought the special effects were okay. I thought they did their job. Um, I, I, it's definitely more than they've had in the first two, because in the first two, they try not to heavily rely on special effects. So in this one, it was like more reliant. Yeah. I was going to ask you what you thought, because I really like the practical effects and like the bad CG of the first two. Mm. And then for this one to be so later after the, uh, the creation of available CG technology, it, uh, it relies on it rather heavily. Yeah. Um, I think it's okay. I don't think it takes away from the film, 
Um, I don't think it needs it, but I, I don't, I have no strong opinion about it. I, I, I think I um, prefer the version of the future in the second Bill and Ted movie. Um, like, I, I just, I just think it looks even beyond being like practical i just think it's a much more interesting looking future oh are you talking about like at bill and ted university yeah like 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 where it's i i just feel like it's so much more i just prefer the design of things in general in in bill and ted 2 yeah um i feel like bill and ted 3 like kate was saying i think the direction's like functional um the shots are where they need to be so everything's like they're in focus they're they're on frame there's lots of movies that are like that where you're just supposed to be focusing on the characters in the story where like everything is just like showing what's happening and then not doing anything to really distract from that it's good because it doesn't get in the way of it i think where the second movie shines is that i think it actually has a really interesting like visual style and it has some really um thought out like scene transitions and like shot placements so i kind of miss that a little bit from the third movie after having seen the second movie but again like i don't think it's really to the detriment. again these, these don't like function as like normal movies like if you wanted to talk about like plot and logic and whether that this movie plays up. by a different set of rules. Like, they are Bill and Ted yeah. movies. They're nothing else. Like, they're just the Bill yeah, and Ted the, the, movies. They're self-contained. Yes. M- much like the characters themselves, the movies are, like, kind of carefree and, like, just, oh. like, having a fun ride. Nice. You know? you, you're on a nice <laughs> parallel, Parth. That was really good. What can I say? It's what I do on that's, the film guy. That's a good I'm cra- metaphor. I'm the craft part of craft services. And I'm, I'm services. <laughs> and that makes, that makes Kate the space in between us. Oh, um, am I separating you guys? No, we fight for you, <laughs> for your attention, for your love, and your validation. Okay. All right. So, so Kate, here, here was, here was the history part of my research. Um, apparently, some, I don't know. Have you read the 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 excellent adventure Wikipedia page through and through? I'm oh. sure I have at one point. Basically, just that River Phoenix, Sean Penn, and Brendan Fraser all auditioned for Bill. Yes, but... I have seen the audition tapes, actually. Nice. Do you think anyone else could have done it? No, I personally don't think anyone else could have done it. There's also an audition tape, I believe, where their roles are reversed. Where, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I think originally Keanu said that he was, like, un- until the day of filming... Until, like, the first day of filming, he didn't know which... Like, yeah. he thought he was playing Bill. Well, yeah. w- Wikipedia said that it was considered a an internet legend that they had auditioned for opposite roles, but it remained unconfirmed. But I they said think that it's confirmed. That I'm pretty sure pro- I saw Keanu speak about it. Oh, well. Oh, it seems like you've got this all under control. Video. Again, I'm the craft part of craft services, Trent. Um, okay, so the other thing is that the original spec script was supposed to be the character was supposed to be 14 years old and it was going to be called Bill and Ted Ted's Time Van but then <laughs> but then back to the future came out and uh, they were like oh there's already a movie about time traveling cars but in the original version they borrowed a van from their friend Rufus who was 28 rather than George Carlin being from the future. Who's to say um, George Carlin wouldn't still play the 28-year-old friend? So George Carlin's dead, right? That's why he's not in the third one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my god. 
God. Yes, that's why he's not in the third one. And there's a lot of references to him. Like, um, the daughter is named Kelly because George Carlin's daughter's name is Kelly. I wanted to uh, say that in the second movie, George Carlin is barely there, and the way that they shoehorn him in is stupid. Am I He's wrong? He's a sexy woman. He's a sexy woman the whole movie. I have no problem with him <laughs> being a sexy woman, but she, she shows up in one unnecessary be- scene at the beginning, and then one unnecessary scene at the end, and then he's like, oh, I was her the whole time, just so I could let you in the talent show. Well, to be fair, Rufus isn't in the first one that much either. I feel like he's central to the movie, though. In this one, he's kind of just like, oh, we got him. Well, he let them into the talent show. That's central. They needed to get in. And he's teaching at Bill and Ted University. He's got jobs, Trent. He can't just drop everything all the time. (laughs) So also in the original, they were going to accidentally go to the future. And they were going to find themselves in Nazi Germany. (laughs) (laughs) That's the future? Oh, I guess that's the past. (laughs) So, So they found themselves in the past. And they bumped into Adolf Hitler, and they brought him back to San Dimas, and then they collect other historical figures. Um, Why did they start off with Hitler? They what? Sa- they said they've, they've since changed it because it was obviously problematic. They and, they, and they switched it for Napoleon. Uh, Napoleon and Deacon's friendship in the first one. They're frenemies, enemies to lovers, slow burn. It's my favorite thing. It, it, isn't Napoleon, like, fame? I mean, obviously he's not to Hitler's scale, but no. he's, st- he's still, like, an, a historical figure who's, like, known to have, like, be a terrible person. Yeah, he's still not but good. You don't, don't accumulate that much power without being yeah, a good person. Yeah, he's not, like, a good person. He's a dick, remember? I mean, they have Genghis Khan, too. They like... do have Genghis Khan. And there's yeah, a part where he, they, like, don't forcefully... Don't they have him, like, raping a girl? They have him, like, forcefully making out with a woman. Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah. I was watching Night at the Museum the other day, and I was like, this is a fond portrayal of Genghis Khan. They love, like, Genghis Khan is pretty good in that movie. Like, he's, like, he's, like, kind of attacking him, and then it's fine. Okay, let's not get too off track. So, um, also, that's right, Trent, 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 yeah, yeah, that's right, Trent (laughs) is the one that keeps things on the rails, guys. So, breaking news to me. Alright, guys, there's more. Alright. So apparently they were gonna visit Julius Caesar and they were gonna accidentally kill him. Um, and then I the only other him. then the only other thing was that the the caveman joint thing, which I mentioned. But yes. those were all the ideas that were abandoned. That's all I got. Um, oh I'm wait, okay wait, Kate, Kate, I had a Kate, I had a, I had a question. I had a question. Yes. So ever since I saw the first movie, and they're like, oh, this takes place in San Dimas. I was like, yes. someone who who's involved with the movie is from that city because I've never heard of it before. Okay. So, because it seems insignificant. What, what What's the meaning? Why is it there? Uh, I don't know, actually. I'm so sorry. Um, I don't know why it's in San Dimas. But I, San Dimas is a real place. San um, Dimas is a real place. Yes. I mean, why is anything in anything? I don't know. That's a great question, Kate. We're going to move on. Um, I'm, I'm going to cut that whole section out. Why? That the was, whole that, section? That was embarrassing. That was, that was The last 20 minutes, null and void. Let's start over. Section. So, Trent, what, what were your thoughts on this movie? You're not starting that over, are we? 
Uh, fine. Well, I'll leave it all in. Perth, you get us back on the rails then. We're, I say we raid it and we get you out. You want me to rail you? No. Get us back on <laughs> the rails. We, oh, oh. We rate the movie and get out. Okay, okay. Well, that's enough of that malarkey. <laughs> um, Good transition. Thank you. Thank you. It was totally not... Uh, a generic transition because I don't know at what point I'll be cutting from. You wanted it to be applicable to any point. Trent, please. Um, <laughs> focus yourself, okay? Get get yourself back on track. Alright, okay? let's give Kate her swan song. This is her first and final appearance on the show. Let's, uh... First and final? <laughs> let's make it good. Okay, okay. Here, here, here's, here's, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna rate Bill and Ted face the music and we're going to give our bill and ted rankings which i guess we kind of already have but yeah. we're going to do it again um i'll go first and we'll end with kate so How's kate we, we we rate on a one to ten scale okay forget all that one to five stuff there's fives i don't know what other stuff was <laughs> rated on a one to five no forget the one to five scale okay <laughs> wipe it from your mind all right parth <laughs> Um, so I guess I'll start. Please. Uh, I'll rate Bill and Ted face the music. It's kind of difficult because, like, for the movie it wants to be, it's like a ten out of ten. But like as an actual movie, like a seven, I think a seven's fair. Yeah, a seven is probably the median score that we hand out on this show. So Is I don't it... think we've ever given anything lower than a seven. I, no, I don't think we've ever given anything lower than a six because. Um, because anything lower than a six is like, I didn't enjoy this. And that kind of takes a lot. Yeah. Well, and, uh, okay. So I, I guess I'll give part three a seven out of ten as a movie. And like, for what it is, it's like ten out of ten. It's a perfect movie for what it needs to be. My ranking is probably one, one, two, three. In order of release, they get worse. Yes. Um, I'm but, gonna, but, for... but never bad. For simpleton's sake, I'm going to put it this way. The first one is an 8, the second one is a 7, and the third one is a 6. Moving on. Wow, a 6. Oh my god. That was deeply upsetting <clears throat> to hear. Um, Should I go? Should I rank it? Yeah, by process of, of elimination. <laughs> no, Kate. No, no we're going to have all of the other guests go first. How about that? I would give Bill and Ted Face the Music a 9.5 out of 10 um if i'm if i'm combining both of parts like as a movie and as what it is um what's what's the the tick mark off for uh it's just not as good as the other two but oh so kate i wanted to bring something up with you it's about the a certain word usage in the first two movies. Yes, okay. Not, yeah. That has not yeah. aged well. Yes, yeah. So I, I was so upset when they didn't have that joke recur yeah. in the third one. So yeah, that one, is, one, yeah. yeah. That's Let's something that um upon getting older and rewatching the films I noticed. And like in the first one it it was like me and my friend were watching again because my friend Ellie and I again are friends based off of these movies. Um, but, uh, we were watching it and then they said it and you're like, oh, and then they say it again in the second one. Like, it's not even the like yeah. stupid joke they threw, like they say it again. Um, so yeah, that's a little upsetting. I guess I'm 
glad they didn't say the whole word, but yeah, it seems pointless and stupid, especially considering there is a lot of underlying homoeroticism between Bill and Ted. I'll say it. Bill is obviously in love with Ted. He gives him stolen glances every chance. If you rewatch those movies and watch, if you watch Bill while Ted is doing something else, in love, like love glances. This is the um, first I'm hearing of it, but I mean, any two close male friends in cinema are gonna be accused yeah. of of some uh, some homoerotic undertones. Yes, um, I'd also like. Yes. Absolutely. Like Parth and every other film student. Um, I can see Parth is getting so upset. <laughs> Okay, it's You're actually now off the rails. <laughs> Get back on. Okay, I'm on Enough the rails. Enough about my homoeroticism. I'm on the rails. Okay, so I give Bill and Ted three a nine point five, and the movie rankings for me is two one three. Well, anyways, guys. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for jo- thanks for joining us, Kate. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me, even though I broke Parth. <laughs> Yeah, it's this fine. is the, this is the most upset I've seen Parth while recording. <laughs> really mad at me. And I think part of it is my behavior, but I think your inclusion is definitely a it definitely is making a it noteworthy worse. factor. But we are yeah. we are two of Parth's closest friends. So you think of anything we might like allegedly he texts me how in love with me he is all the time, but then every time I see him, he looks like he's gonna see you die. next week, folks. Bye. Parth sends me affectionate texts a lot all of right, the time. All right, pretend too. recording <laughs> but, but then now. When I see-